Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Revelation chapter 3, verse 7. Unto the angel and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts. And shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have said before you an open door. And no one can shut it. For you have a little strength. Have kept my word. And have not denied my name. Praise the Lord. Amen. Something hits me there quickly. There are some doors that the devil would like to shut against you. And while we're worshiping, I perceive that there are people who are trying to open the door. It's like two children playing. And one is trying to shut the door against the one, and the one is pushing it back to open it. I just saw it. And it just dawned on me that indeed he has set a door before you, and no one can shut it. In the name of Jesus. Comparing your strength with theirs, you may not have the strength to stop them. But in spite of that, that door has been opened. It cannot be shut. You see, why are you talking this way? Because that's the basis of faith. Faith begins when the revelation exists on the promise. The door is open. That's what he says. That's his word. His promise is, it's not up to your strength. I have set an open door before you and no one can shut it. So where is faith here? Take God at his word. If you don't take God at his word, you will concentrate more on the door that you are not sure will be open. Do it open. I'm concentrating on the size of the giant that, that will fall like a mountain or that has fallen like a mountain. So the problem is, who do you believe? That's faith. Who do you believe? The door is opened. As a matter of fact, the whole of Jesus' ministry is summed up here to open the door, to remove the partitioning wall, to give access. 
access that can never be sought again which no man can shut so what is left is up to you is your faith if we can see the door that God has opened no man can shut even if the symptoms are saying this door is permanently destroyed, it can't be open. God says it is open. God has many ways he does his thing. So when Herod thought that I'm so seated I can't move, okay, leave the door. Let him sit as the door. Worms will eat up the door. So what is left? He was eating up with one's life. Did he continue to constitute a door? Of course not. The only door you can constitute is to be an open door. When Pharaoh thought he was so seated he could not be moved, uh -huh. he was buried in the very river he was going to use to destroy them. The door is opened in the name of Jesus. And please stop being afraid of creature. They can do nothing. When I say creature, including the devil. It's a creature. It's a creature. When him man thought he was stronger than, than normal, he thought he was bigger than God. The very gallows he prepared for the anointed of God, for the covenant children of God, he was hung on it. The door is open. Jesus is the door. Because it's pretty easy to forget. He started us off this year with I'm the open door. And this is said before you are no man can shut it. No man can shut it. No man can shut it. No circumstance can shut it. No devil can shut it. Nothing can shut it. No, nothing. Why are you coming this way? Because he would like me to stress it, because this is half the year. To remind you. The door is. You know how so you know how it is how it is interpreted elsewhere? No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. No man. Say I when I call Moses, no man could. I'm calling you Joshua, no man can. In the place of your assignment, no man. No man. No man. And that is the basis of faith. I'm not sure. I'm not sure of what. Be sure of what God has said. You may doubt everything. Don't doubt what God has said. When it comes to the word, it says, the word is an entrance. He is the door. His word is an entrance. Say so the entrance of a word gives what? 
So you can have the word by revelation and stumble. You cannot. With that in mind, let's go to Romans chapter 14. Testimonies of open doors in the name of Jesus. Verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not eating. One version says it's not in meat and drink. My version says it's not eating and drinking. But what? Come on, help me. Ah, peace, ah. Hallelujah in the Holy Spirit. You know, if you remember, is it Hebrews? So, is it Romans? Yeah, Romans chapter 12, that you may be able to prove what is the, uh, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. And I've had very wonderful teachings, and sincerely you can follow them, that says there are three levels of acceptance with God. The good, the permissible, and the perfect, or I mean of will of God. <laughs> the will of God is the will of God. I'm sorry. You can find a way to define it so that you can, you can indulge your own life or your lusts. That's okay. But the will of God is the will of God. The will of God is good. The will of God is the permissible will. The will of God is the perfect will. I'm telling you. Otherwise, God should give us where we can play games. That doesn't matter. It's the same thing with this one. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Okay, so it's righteousness, then increasing order. Uh-uh. It's like describing Kunle. He's a man. He's the husband of Bimbo. He has the Shingo's fellowship. He's the father of uh, Fayokome. He's wearing blue. He's the same man! Okay. So what's the kingdom of God? What the Bible is saying there is simple. You want to locate the kingdom, look for these attributes. Anybody can talk, anybody can see anything, but how do you know that this is truly the kingdom of God? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So let's talk about that because our theme for this month is kingdom manifestation. Praise the Lord. And the kingdom here is the kingdom of God, is what we're talking about. The kingdom of God is what is described by these three. Righteousness, peace, and joy. So, let's start with the kingdom. What is the kingdom? Come on, quickly, somebody help me. What is the kingdom? The domain of the king. Yes. Hello. So, the domain of the king is not in meat and drink, but in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. The domain, I mean, the kingdom is the domain of the king. What does it mean to say the domain of the king? The territory, 
the residence of the king, the area of influence of the king, the jurisdiction of the king, where the king can wield his authority. Hello. Good. Hallelujah. So the kingdom of God, in that context, uh, we are told now that it's not just meat and drink or eating and drinking. So everywhere you see righteousness prevailing, peace prevailing, and joy prevailing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's easier that way. It's clear. If you see these three reigning and ruling the place, you know who the king is. You know who the king is. You know who is ruling there. Yeah. Glory be to God in the highest. So now it's easily understood why Jesus would tell his disciples. Now you can understand why. Jesus, we send his disciples out. He says, and when they confront you, you tell them that the kingdom of God has come. Uh-huh. And that agrees with the fact that the Son of Man has come to do what? To destroy the works of the devil. Right? And what was the work of the devil? Oh, sadness. Oh, torture. Killing, destroying, and st- stealing. Depriving, denying. A killjoy kind of thing. A saddest thing. But, see, but when I come in through you, by my spirit, that darkness will be dispelled. The people will be liberated. In the place of sadness, joy will bubble. Hey, in the, where they were slaves to the ideas and the methods of the devil, they'll be set free. Because even the son is set free, I mean, it's free, it's free indeed. You see, so righteousness. So what's righteousness? We see them living like God, enjoying their lives. Peace. Love. So you can wonder, now appreciate why. Now you tell me that the kingdom of God has come now, has come unto you. The kingdom of God is come unto you. The kingdom of God is upon you. Hello. Praise the Lord. So we can from there go to so teach us how to pray. And when you pray, you pray, our Father, who is in, you say, our Father, who is in heaven, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth. Because when your kingdom comes, your will will automatically be done. When your kingdom prevails, your will prevails. Hello, are you here with me? Praise the Lord. Amen. For uh, sometimes, you see, I will sit down and I will write and I will pray for me. Let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come. Until I began to understand from the commentaries of the Bible, from great teachers like Jack Hayford, like Kenneth Hagin. No, 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 no. For the born again Christian, the kingdom has come. What is wrong is that he is either ignorant or he is forgetful. And whether it's ignorance or forgetfulness, I think the, the antidote or the cure for ignorance is knowledge. 
And so you can appreciate why Paul, a lot of times, to say, and I, since the day, or we, since the day we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for the brethren, we cease not to give thanks to you and to give thanks to God, making mention of you in our prayers that he will grant unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, 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 that the eyes of your understanding may be flooded with light that you may know. So knowledge is the the cure. And what's the cure for forgetfulness? Hey, do not conform to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have to constantly remind yourself. That's why it is mind. You remind on a thing. So you equip your mind. Your mindfulness is, is reenacted all the time. Your mindfulness of the thing, that's why it's remind. If you don't remind yourself by renewing your mind, you will forget. It's natural to forget. Because everybody tends to conform to the environment. They come to you keep for too long, you become. And the Bible says, I do not deceive yourself. No matter how strong you think you are spiritually, emotionally, or physically, he said, bad company will corrupt good morals. And that's why it takes, it takes the strong to be strong as a Christian in the marketplace, in politics, in Nollywood, in Hollywood, in Bollywood, in Gollywood. Then Ikeja will soon have his own Ecollywood. <laughs> but what we are saying is this if it's not in the word or about the word, which of course cannot be 24 7 for anybody who is still alive and on this earth, you must interact with the word. W O R L D. See, if, as long as you do that, you must constantly remind yourself. Otherwise, you will surprise yourself that you will sometimes behave worse than the person who has never heard of Christ. Is somebody hearing me? I'm talking the kingdom right now. So, it's not so much the kingdom come now, because at that time we were saying the kingdom come, he was there to go to the cross, he was there to resurrect. There was no New Testament. So, he was saying that in the Old Testament setting. So don't get deceived, please. The disciples walked behind Jesus in the Old Testament. The New Testament never started until Jesus Christ resurrected. Nobody was born again until he resurrected. How be it these ones were taught and they began to see the beauty of what was to come. They were enjoying the privileges of the life to come because they were working with him. He was educating them. But until he got, until he resurrected, the Bible said, then they came to him and they breathed on them and said, receive ye. But that wasn't the infilling of the Holy Spirit. That was regenerative. So the Holy Ghost does two things in the life of a believer. Regenerates the believer and then feel you, that is equip you for your assignment on earth. Hello? Praise the Lord. I hope you understand 
that I can stand and that we stand and that we always do stand in the place where I'll make a declaration over you which will come to pass in the name of Jesus. Amen. Why? Because I'm acting by faith. I believe what he has said and I believe it's for me and for you and so I say what he has said concerning you and because you have faith, you believe this is what happens to you. You understand that? Praise God. But you see, if we don't get to a place of teaching like this, and if all we do is just praise God, praise God, worship God, and then you will be this, amen, 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 every Sunday and you go, you will never grow! Which is a problem with most of our people in the body of Christ today. All we want is you will live long. Amen! Your children will be here. Amen! You have money. Amen! Your body will be here. Amen! Amen! Wonderful service. Yes, it was. But how much of that taught you how to behave in the system? How to maintain what you just got and propagate it? Because any blessing you receive in the kingdom is to make you a blessing to others. Not for you to consume and sit down and show yourself. No! Any blessing at all. I'm agile. I'm strong. I look 20 at 70. It's a blessing. I'm the richest. It's a blessing. I'm the fastest. It's a blessing. I'm the fairest. It's a blessing. But that is not for you to hold to yourself and hold. It's to make others become like you in the kingdom. I'll bless you and you'll be a blessing. That's the kingdom. From the first day he picked Abraham, he told him, I'm going to bless you. I'll make your name great. So you become the architect for great names on earth. Many will have great names through you. Having said that, ladies and gentlemen, Luke 17, 20. Can somebody turn there quickly? Now when he was asked by the Pharisees, when the kingdom, come on church, when what? Uh-huh. The kingdom of God will come. Uh-huh. So how did he answer them? How did Jesus answer them? Yes, it does not come with what? 21. No, will they say? Eh? For indeed, where is the kingdom of God? Now you can appreciate why it is righteousness, peace, and joy. Where is the kingdom of God? Where is the kingdom of God? Where is the kingdom of God? That means that when you realize who you are and you begin to walk like who you are, people don't need to search. Anywhere you appear, the kingdom appears. Have you ever heard or read in the Bible that you are ambassadors of Christ? You know what an ambassador is? The day the ambassador, the American ambassadors in Nigeria, we visit the Fountain of Life Church, is America coming into the fountain. Even the federal government will make sure that everything is like, hey. His own home government will make sure that he's so protected. The federal government has responsibility. Come on, let's protect that man. They will take over the whole place. Because that's America coming. But he's an ordinary man. But he represents a nation. Like you represent a kingdom. You see, if you don't know, the devil will cheat you. You represent a kingdom. The kingdom of God is where? Within you. Glory be to God in the highest. 
I said, glory be to God in the highest. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen and amen and amen. Because it's kingdom manifestation. Maybe we should take a leap, all right? Let's go to uh, Acts chapter 8. Quickly, quickly. Because your testimonies have started. In the name of Jesus. You are the children of God. You look it. You smell it. Oh, yes, you sound it. Oh, yes, I can see it. I can feel it. I can hear it all over the place. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. Okay. Now, Saul was consented to the death, to his death, the death of Stephen. At that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was in Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout all the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Yes, 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 yes. And the devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentations over him. Yes. As for Saul, he made havoc. Wow. He made havoc of the church. Entering every house, he constituted himself to a shut door. God has many ways of opening doors. <laughs> okay. Entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prisons. Yes. Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Uh-huh. They went everywhere preaching the word. They went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to Samaria, the city of Samaria, and preached. What did he preach? Verse 5. He preached Christ. Okay, go ahead. And the multitude with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the... Oh-oh. Here you see the kingdom. Seeing the miracle, which he did. Seven. Uh, for unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of, of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. Come on. And there was great... Can you see kingdom manifestation? Miracles, healings, demons were cast out. Oh, people were filled with the spirit. And there was what? Great! The kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking, but in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. A people who never knew before suddenly. Okay. And there was great joy, great joy, great joy in the city. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But there was a certain man called Simon, and previously practiced sorcery, who practiced sorcery in the city, and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To whom they all gave heed, from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is the great power of God. Yes, yeah, he was bragging. He wasn't. And they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. Can't you see that? Even those who are sorcerers, who are pretending to be churches, it's a matter of time. Watch. It's a matter of time. Have you observed today? All kinds in the paper. A pastor buried somebody somewhere. A pastor. All kinds of nonsense. I said, can't they do? These people write it. Why, why would they even write pastor? If you write pastor, then put it in parentheses because he's not a pastor. He's a babalawo. But the unfortunate thing is that there are many godly people that will go there and go and see the pastor. Pastor called Pastor Nee. They are, they, those ones are not born again. Those who are think they are not born again. I'm sorry, they are not. Because if you are born, if you are born again, your spirit. He said the spirit, blessed with you, that spirit that we are children of God. Is the spirit, is the spirit dead inside of you? You cannot discern? Somebody is pushing the power of the devil and you are praising Jesus there. There's something wrong. You know why? Because we don't teach people like we are teaching now. We don't teach anymore. It's, you will get, 
you will hey, you will hey, 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 and then you go every Sunday, not teaching of the word. People run from pillar to post, from Babalao to Babalao, from okay, Ori, okay, to Ori, Sale. I'm not joking. From prophetess to prophet, to prophet. Some have prophets, prophets that come to their offices, I don't want to come to their home. If that prophet is that good, why doesn't he take care of himself? Prophet that will make you rich. He's very poor. But when they believe, when they believe Phillips, verse 12, look, watch. What did they preach in verse 5? And what happens? Miracles, signs, wonders, healings, deliverance, great joy. Look at verse 12. But when they believe Phillips, as, as he what? Preach what? What? Concerning what? So what's the kingdom of God? Grace! What's the kingdom of God? The word of God. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Producing results in the lives of human beings. Like we saw here. That's manifestation. That's manifestation. There was great joy in the city. Hallelujah. Let's go to the effect now, because you see what the kingdom is, and you see how to activate the kingdom by preaching, by teaching, by exhorting, by dwelling on the word. Praise the Lord. So what's this righteousness? Because that's where a lot of problems are too. Um, shall we go to Second Corinthians chapter five, five, five immediately? You find it in the whole of Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, the whole of Romans, Ephesians. You say, ah, oh my goodness. But if you really have a problem with righteousness, let me quickly just start by defining this to you. You know, we've been talking about faith and the faith of Father Abraham. Come on, church, are you here with me? In Romans chapter 4, how did we find, what did we find Abraham's righteousness to be? How will we define Abraham's righteousness from Romans chapter 4? He believed God. Hello, is somebody here with me? He believed God and it was reckoned to him and it was credited to him and it was uh, accounted to him for what? Righteousness. That is, he became, he, he, he obtained the, a right standing and I mean, a, a, a cleanliness and a quota from every encumbrance that before he could stand before God without any accusation. Why? Because he believed God. He took God at his word. So it's the word that makes the change. The word that you hear and you receive. Which is what we call believing. So that's that. Go to Second Corinthians chapter 5. But before then, shall we go to Romans chapter 10? Verses 9 and that if you confess with your mouth, come on, help me, church. And aha. Uh-huh. Wait, 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 wait. It didn't just say that if you confess. It said if you confess in your with your mouth, haven't believed in your heart. What do you believe? Then you shall be saved. 
Abraham believed God. He became righteousness. Now, if you believe that God raised Christ from the dead, and you confess with your mouth, you stand justified. It's the same principle. God has not changed. Remember the jailer in Acts chapter 16, when the man woke up and wanted to kill himself. Paul said, don't try that. Everybody's here. Even the ones we met here are here. All their chains have been broken. All the doors, the spiritual doors, the emotional doors, the physical doors have been flung open. But they didn't run. He couldn't believe it. He brought light and he saw everybody. You know what he said? He said, what can I do to be saved? You know what the answer was? Believe on the Lord Jesus. If you believe that by stripes you are healed, you'll be healed. Because you stand justified before God and before the devil and this demon of sickness and they can do you nothing anymore. I'm talking righteousness now. Second, second Corinthians chapter 5. Go to verse 17. Let me take it from 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, you know, he's what? All things have passed away and all things have become new because there's an acquittal, there's a renewal, you're a different person altogether, you stand on a different platform, you stand you know, justified. Uh, all things become new. 18. Now, all things are of God, yes. Who has what? Good. Us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us what? The ministry of reconciliation. So you see, anything God does for you is for your consumption and subsequent propagation of the same to others. Anything. That's the way you multiply it. That's the way you establish it. Not just for here, for eternity. Anything at all. Okay. 19. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world, come on, hello, to himself, not imputing their trespasses <laughs> to them, and has committed to us what? So what brings about the reconciliation? The word. Uh -huh. So what removes the partition wall? The word that you heard, that you believe. Okay. 20. Now then, now then, hello, are you here? Who are we? Does he agree with the kingdom is in you? Uh huh. We are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through, through, no, through Christ. Through, uh huh. We employ you on Christ's behalf. Be what? Reconciled. The us there was Paul and his team, but now it's not Paul, it's you and I the world. So the question is this. This is July. It was clear God wants us to go invite people and talk to people about Jesus Christ. Have you done one? Are you righteous there? Because you can live your whole Christian life without telling anybody you're a Christian. Then how much of the Great Commission have you, come, I mean, have you really obeyed? Because you're protecting what you think you have. Because you're, knowing that you're a Christian may stop your opportunities. It's a lie. Christ gave you the opportunity in the first place.
your neighborhood. Your family member, extended family. <laughs> okay. Now we are ambassadors for Christ as though God was pleading through us to implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Now everybody read with me. Who is the he here, please? Let me help me. For he who? Jesus, yes, yes. For he made him, okay, God made him, God made Jesus, so whether him or her, okay. Who knew what? Come on, help me. Who knew what? To be what? For who? For Taiwo. Yeah. For me. For you. He who did no sin became sin for me, for you. Why? So I didn't earn it. You didn't earn it. I don't want to be labor because of time. Say it's not by works of righteousness that any man. It is by the grace of God through faith. He made us righteous. We didn't earn it. So I'm talking righteousness now. So when you, when you are born again, God has made you righteous. In fact, we are referred to as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So if it was something that you earn, then you can lose it. But if it was imputed to you, then it's difficult to lose. But then I'll still tell you something. Have you ever read in the Bible that you should practice righteousness? Yes. So the fact that you have been made righteous will require that you practice righteousness. Hello? Hey, put a Nigerian on the television in America. When he starts to talk, I know. Except he was born there, he has never come to Nigeria before. A Nigerian will be a Nigerian. Positively, I mean. Because we have a lot of positive virtues and values. Could you? Put a, a, a Japanese anywhere. Uh, when he talks, you know. Except he was born there in another country. Put a Chinese, put an Indian. You know that he, this person is this. So the righteous, you will know it's righteous. If you can't know, it's probably not. Or he has forgotten who he is. I said that to say this. Quickly, let me take, give you another one before you go. First John, chapter 1, verse 6. If we say that we are fellowship with him, that is with God, with Jesus Christ, and with the Holy Spirit, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Okay, verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have what? With who? One another. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> you see, if you are walking in the light, you are having fellowship with God, you have fellowship with everybody who is walking in the light. It's natural. Aha. Uh-huh. One another and the blood of Jesus Christ does what? So if I'm walking in the light, what's the light? This is the light of the word of God. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. Come on, hello. The entrance of the word, give it what? Come on, hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. Uh, and that's where the cleansing is. The blood of Jesus is active there. We cleanse you. You see why it's important to renew? From all sin, eight. All sin, eight. If we say then that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Nine. Because it's right to Christians here. If we confess our sins, hello, hello, 
<laughs> if you confess not our sin, our sins, because Christians fall into sin so they can count the sins. Unbelievers can't count the sins. It's their lifestyle. You can't blame a dog for barking. So why do you want to be like a dog when you're a human being? Why don't you be like a goat when you're a human being? Why are you envious of what they are doing? Why are you distracted by what you, they say they are enjoying? Are you sure? I'm talking practicing righteousness. If it's us, when I fall into sin, my conscience won't let me rest. The same conscience that, ah, that bears witness with me that I'm a son will tell me, son, don't do what you're doing. If I can hear him telling me, you are a son, you are a son, say, son, don't do what you're doing. Son, don't do what you're doing. It's not the Holy Ghost who accuses you. Mm-mm. Your own conscience, your own spirit man will tell you, Mm-mm, this is not you. So it's easy for me to go before God and say, yes, I committed this sin. Have mercy. Help me. It's true. It's weighing me down. Can I be frank with you? If I do something that is wrong, if I'm mean to my wife, if I'm unjust to my children, if I rip off a man, do you know that my prayer life is in trouble? I am shaking to stand before you to preach, not because I'm afraid of you. Who are you? My conscience will not let me rest. So that is bearing witness to me that I'm a son of God. But if I confess and say, Oshay, well done. Okay, Jerry, I'm probably not a son of God. I'm a son of the devil. I'm pursuing your wife. I'm knocking them here and there. I'm not cheating your children. I'm robbing your businessmen. And I'm feeling cool about it. And I want to do more. I am not a Christian. If I, if I am, I have sold my conscience. Because my conscience won't let me rest. So I can confess my sins. I can count them. If I sin. He's writing to Christians. If you confess our sins. Come on, the next time. Come on, help me, help me, church. He's what? Hey, come here, help me, help me, help me. He's faithful and... To do what? So if you are falling into sin, which is not expected of you, don't let the devil put you there and say, you are dirty, filthy, nasty thing. Stinking. If you hear him, you will, you will, you will, you will roll more in the mud. He's knocking away your sense of righteousness. He can't remove your righteousness, but he's removing your sense of righteousness. Your confidence in your righteousness is being removed. Then you are running into trouble. But if we confess, he is faithful. Somebody say he's faithful. That's why it's not a man. Man won't forgive you. God will forgive you. And when you know what it costs you to go there, you know the pain. You know how much you'll be afraid to do second time. Third time. No. Faithful and what? To what? Forgive. Then look at the next line. And come on, talk to me. What does he how does he cleanse you? Cleanse you how? From all what? Unrighteousness. He restores your righteousness. Righteousness is a force. The devil is afraid of your righteousness. 
So it restores your sense of justification. Not your justification, that was not affected, but your sense, your consciousness, your confidence there is what the devil is attacking. That's why when you stand at the place of victory, you want, you say, you? You? <laughs> then you say, shut up. I've said to you, my master. And you can never get me there again. So I bind you. Go! It will free you. Fly away in the name of Jesus. Can you see kingdom manifestation? I'm happy like you're happy. It's good to know you are free. Because he whom the son has set free. Totally. That means no creature can bind you again. In the name of Jesus. One last scripture. First John chapter 2. <laughs> he says, My little children, these things I write to you so that you may know what? And if anyone... We have Jesus Christ, the Oh, 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 oh. that's anything I want you to know. James chapter 5. He said, Come now, rich. Oh, no. Go to 14 straight away. Or 13. 14. Uh-huh. Go to 13. 13, 13, 13. Yeah. Is anyone among you suffering? You see why you should come for prayer meetings? Don't wait until you suffer ahead is too much now. <laughs> I'm telling you, come and pray. Prayer will remind you again. You carry the word and take, talk it back to God. And God will remind you and you'll go back again strong. <laughs> Let him do what? Pray. Is anyone cheerful? Sing psalms. <laughs> uh, is anyone sick? Let him call what? Of the church and let them what? You see prayer again. Let them pray over him. Hallelujah. Anointing him with what? (laughs) In the name of the Lord. Yes. And the prayer of? Prayer of what? Doubt. Oh. Or prayer of? uh, It is faith. Aha. So, and the prayer of faith will do what? Aha. And if he has committed, you see how this sin, sin, sin is coming back again and again. Because that's the only door the devil uses to attack you. If he has committed sins, he will be what? So, you can confess, get it done with. Or if you feel, call the elders, if you think, ah, maybe that's why this headache is coming up. Even if it is not, the devil tells us it. He will sell it to you. If you buy it, you will go to neck. If you buy it, you will go to chest. If you buy it, you will go to abdomen. Until you say, no! Oh yeah, please. Shakatala. Just admit me to oil in Jesus' name. I say, I In the name of Jesus. And the first person gets up and that's jump starting. Then you get into it quickly. Run with it. Okay. It shall be forgiven him. Sir, can I see where healing comes from? The prayer of faith. The elders pray the prayer of faith. What if the elders don't pray the prayer of faith? What if the elders is not confident? You won't get anything. The elders anointing with oil and praying the prayer of faith will save the sick. You see, faith is back there. Praise the Lord. Okay, in the next verse. Confess your 
James like to talk about this thing a lot. Even John, you see. Uh -huh. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another. See prayer again. Uh -huh. That you may be what? So if it's not the elders, if it's just any of two people, he said they have resolved. Uh-huh. Jesus is Lord. Uh -huh. Maybe healed, but this is where I'm going. Why? Because the what? Come on. Father, defective, father, prayer of who? <laughs> Any righteous man in the church? When you don't know the potency of your righteousness, the devil will cheat you. When you know what you are wrestling with, you don't wrestle anymore. He died, he didn't die in vain. He died to make you who you are. Walk in the reality. You see, every, a lot of things will be arranged before you in Jesus' name. The effectual family prophet, righteous man, are very much. But uh, come on, 17, 17, watch, watch, watch. Ah, but, ah. See, 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 see. The effectual family prayer of a righteous man, very much. Now he will demonstrate it. Look at it. I will give you an example. Elijah. Everybody say Elijah. Elijah. So it is an example of a righteous man. Uh -huh. Was a man with a nature like ours, like ours. Really? <laughs> and he prayed earnestly that you would not rain, and he did not rain. One version said, it's a man of like passions. So, where you were tempted, he was tempted. Uh -huh. Where you were pulled, he was pulled. Where your thoughts wandered, he thought his own thoughts wandered. And yet, when he prayed, God sealed up the heavens. When he prayed again, the winds came. He prayed, he said, at my word, he prayed, and that's it. That's how effective the prayer of a righteous man can be. When you know who you are, your prayers are dangerous. <laughs> Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. He prayed, and did not rain. And on, the, and on the land for three years and six months, 18. And he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produces fruit. And that's the end of that chapter. So you can see your prayer can bring fruits. Can bring rain. Can stop rains. Can stop the devil. Can release blessings. Can produce healings. One righteous man. And look at who is a righteous man here. Chapter 17, 1 Kings, he stopped the heavens. Chapter 18, 1 Kings, he opened the heavens. In between, uh -uh. see, the woman, the widow, uh -uh. the widow's son, come on, the extra production for the widow that never run dry, all kinds of miracles, raven, the brooks, all kinds of miracles. And then, of course, Man Camel, after that 18, Man Camel, he called down the fire and he, he massacred 400 and, huh? is it 30 or 50 bar prophets? Uh, then one woman came and said, see, here you are serving God. This God you are serving, if he's God, let's see whether he can stop. I will finish, I will kill. The man that was that bold, that will stand a half, that will stand that will call down, that will stop the rains and bring down the rains, that will call down fire. A woman did this. Like passion. Say, hey, she's the queen, oh. Ah, she may. That shows it was a man. Subject to like passion. The same person, look at him running for a woman. But that's the example of a righteous man. 
So don't let the devil tell you lies concerning your righteousness. There is power in your righteousness. It is sealed. Don't, let, don't put yourself in a place where the devil can constantly accuse you. If he's accusing you today, stop him by confessing your fault to God and get cleansed and take your stand. I'm expecting your testimonies. In the name of Jesus. You see manifestation? Demons will flee. Bodies will be healed. Souls will be saved. Be, you will stop the hand of the devil. You stop the mouth of the lion. You will, in, uh, you will stop sickness. You will go free. You will bind the devil and send back all his emissaries back to him. You have the power is in your mouth. You have what it takes. The blood of Jesus has made you so. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. As a matter of fact, it says that Christ himself is your righteousness. Hey, is somebody hearing me? So don't let the devil tell you lies again. He's the accuser of the brethren. He wants to remind you where you fell 10 years ago. Tell him that that was the, that was the, that was, you don't know who he's talking about. You say, why? All things are passed away. That, that, that title was, I mean, he has since died. This is a new title which the devil cannot handle. So move now, stop him with that. He will run. Because I, but if you sit down there and wait for him to keep on accusing you, hey, but then avoid what you get. Let him accuse you. Avoid it. Don't deliberately practice sin. Don't deliberately practice sin. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are head, you are not tail. You are above only, you are not beneath. In the name of Jesus. Ah, the Bible says that you will call a city. Cities you don't know will run to your aid. In the name of Jesus. Ah, ah, oh, baba. You will decree a thing, it shall be established. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, glory be to God in the highest. You are the light of the world. I say you are the light of the world. In the name of Jesus. With every spiritual blessing, you are blessed. I'm not just saying it for looking for what to say. Let me say it the way it is because that's who you are. If you're not born again, you, are, you can't really enjoy what I'm saying. But before you leave here today, please come out and receive your blessings. And everything I'm saying will follow you the rest of your life in Jesus' name. You are blessed totally. You are blessed completely. You are blessed beyond the curse. In the name of Jesus. Because with every spiritual blessing in every place, you are already blessed. In the name of Jesus. The doors are open before you. They can never be shut by anyone. In the name of Jesus. I say whatever you put your hands to do, you will prosper. In the name of Jesus. Destruction will be alien to you in the name of Jesus. I say you and the children God has given unto you. You are for signs and wonders in Israel. It is well with you in the name of Jesus. You will live to see your children's children. In the name of Jesus. You will not bury your young ones. In the name of Jesus. The days of your life you will fulfill. In the name of Jesus. Because you are complete in him who is the head of all principalities. You are seated with him in the heavenly places. Far above all principalities and powers. They can do you nothing. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. In the name of Jesus. I say greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Glory be to God in the highest. Because the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of you. That's why we can boldly say that the kingdom of God is in you. Go and prosper. In the name of Jesus. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, 
please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, Off Town Planning Way, Ilukoju, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.